Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Thank you, choir, for the choir special as well. So, a few months ago, Sharon says, Did you hear so-and-so got bicycles? No, but that's good. An adult couple in the church. A few weeks later, she comes to me and she says, I've been thinking about bicycles. I'm like, oh, no. She said, yeah. She says, wouldn't you like to have a bike? I'm thinking, no. (laughs) And so a little while later, she approaches me again. She says, maybe we need to consider buying some bikes. And I'm thinking, oh, no. And she said, not new bikes. We might not like bicycling. Let's get used bikes. And I thought, well, great idea, because what are the chances of that happening? 100%. She put it on Facebook, and a couple in the church called Sharon and said, we got two bikes, they're almost brand new, been sitting in our garage for 10 years. The price is right. We're the proud new owners of a couple of bicycles. Now you say, what's that all about? Well, it's been a long time since I've been on a bike. And I just remember as a kid having fun on a bike. And I thought, okay, this isn't so bad. We'll go out to McCollum Lake Road. You know, that's the paved, closest paved road. Our road is gravel. But, you know, and I've driven up and down that road a hundred times. In a car, that road is perfectly flat. <laughs> In a car. But when you ride a bicycle... You can have a one-degree incline, and I'm... (gasps) You have a two-degree incline, and you make sure you have your phone for 911 should you need it. You realize, I mean, it's a workout. Thank the Lord for gears. I mean, I love one and two. Five and six, forget it. You know, that's for crazy people, but one and two, I can handle one and two. It comes in handy when you're in a rough incline. It don't take much incline to be rough. But you got those gears to count on. In life, you come up against sometimes some rough inclines. And handling it on your own can be difficult. You need some help. I'm going to finish this morning a message I started a couple weeks ago. I preached half of it. I'm going to preach the first half real fast. And then we'll get to the second half because most of you have heard the first half. But the title of the message this morning is, Is Trauma Terminal? I say it a lot from the pulpit. I believe when you live for the Lord, the trauma in your life is, is minimized compared to those people who don't live for the Lord. The people who are out partying, drinking, abusing their bodies, uh, living uh, unethical lifestyles, their lives are filled to overflowing with drama. Christians, if you live right, I think your your trauma in life is going to be minimized, but you're still going to have trauma. We we still live in a sin-cursed world. But the good news for us Christians is when trauma comes along, the Lord is up to something good. Paul went through life. 
He experienced trauma in his life. The Lord called him to a very special ministry that required a lot of travel through a lot of dangerous places and dealing with a lot of people that didn't like him. And we read about that in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. He talks about his trauma, his troubles. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Paul experienced trauma. And it wasn't terminal. He, he, he kept his focus. He, he kept active for the Lord to the very end. When we do experience trauma, if we handle it well and we look to the Lord, it can benefit us. It, it can grow us. Handled poorly, as sadly some Christians do, it can discourage you. It can upset you. It can misdirect you. They can be terminal. Trauma can. But it doesn't have to be. We need to understand that we need to look no further than the Bible to find one man who God allowed to have an extraordinarily large amount of trauma in his life. And, of course, we're talking about Job. Let's review his story real quick. I'm just going to read through it quickly. Job chapter 1, verse number 13, to refresh our memories. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. He's robbed of everything, all his possessions, even his servants. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made uh, out uh, three bands and fell upon the camels, and they have carried them away, yea, and the slain, the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. You're talking about a bunch of bad news. Thy sons and their daughters were eating and drinking. And imagine he's thinking now, oh no. Oh no, this day's been hard enough as it is. Don't, don't tell me what you're about to tell me. Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, no. And smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then, understandably so, Job arose and rent his mantle, tore his clothing, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job experienced a day that no person ever would want to experience. And if that wasn't bad enough... In the second chapter, it says, So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. It's gotten personal now. His body is being attacked. Yet, in spite of all of that, and this is where the encouragement comes in, because some of you, you may not have gone through what Job has gone through, but for you, it's been a tough go. It's been disappointments. It's been setbacks. It's been lost. But notice what the Bible says of Job. 
In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. If Job can go through all the trauma that he went through, and in the end, bless the Lord's name, stay faithful to the Lord, and then the Lord bless him again at the end. If the Lord can do that for Job, he can do it for you. There's a reason. There's a reason this story has been preserved through the ages. There's a reason that I'm sharing it with you today. This is God's message to you right now if you're going through a difficult time. And from the book of Job, we learn some very practical things. You know, I, I, I like what Brother Josh said, simple man. I, I am too. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the deep theology of the Bible, and I try to go there and understand it, but I also have a great appreciation for the practicality of the Bible, like you see in the book of Nehemiah and like you see in the book of Job. Because if you're going through some trials right now and it's really weighing on you, Maybe you're dealing with a, a wayward or difficult child, a, a spouse that's a, a great disappointment or even a source of pain and frustration. Maybe your finances are not going well. Maybe you're not sure about what the future holds. Maybe you've gotten some bad news. This is for you. We can learn from Job. Let, let me give you some things this morning that will help you. We'll review the three that we covered already. We'll look at them quickly. We learn from Job, number one, when trauma comes, tell God how you feel. It's okay when you are feeling bad to tell God how you feel. You can trust God with your emotions. God understands that you're, that you're human. Job was very candid with God. In Job chapter 7, verse number 11, listen. Job says, therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Job is acknowledging that he's pouring his heart out to God. And that's important. Because if you, as some people try to do, repress your feelings and how you feel, you don't express them to the Lord, you can become bitter at God. It can hurt your physical health. It it can cause you to retreat into a a shell of of self-pity. Or or, or you you may become bitter. Or you may be vulnerable to temptations that are out there. You're frustrated with God. You're distancing yourself from him, from his house. And all these temptations are lurking out there to lure you away. God is big enough to handle your feelings, your emotions. I said when I preached this before. You want your kids to come to you. How many of us parents tell our little ones, tell me, what you're crying. Why are you crying? I, I, I want to know. It, 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 that, that expresses your love to that child, and you know it's important for that child to tell you. You need to tell me what's bothering you. We're God's children. We may be in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. But we're God's children. When things are bothering us, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to talk to him. I shared this quote with you. If you don't talk it out to God, you're going to take it out on your body. So understand, number one, when trauma comes, tell God how you feel. Number two, in review, when trauma comes, be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you listen to. People quite often are quite willing to give you their advice when they see you suffering, when they see that you're going through a tough time. But you need to be discerning. You need to be very careful who you listen to. Job's wife, for example. 
In Job chapter 2, verse number 9, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Now, she's dealing with a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, too. I'm not going to take anything away from her. That was absolutely the worst counsel that he could get. The worst counsel that he could get. That's the last thing that he needed to hear. Job's wife offered terrible counsel. So I said this, and I emphasized this before, and I will say it, and I will emphasize it again. Never, never, never listen to people who are not right with God, no matter how emotional, distraught, or or out of sorts you may be, how much need of help you may be in. Listen, your relationship with God is paramount, so you be extremely careful to who you listen to when you're going through a trial. And the last person you want to listen to, of course, would be lost people who don't know God, but saved people who aren't right with God. You sometimes know that. They tend to be complainers. They tend to be proud. They tend to have all the answers themselves. They may be well-intended. They're not right with God. They're not serving God as, as they should. They don't have the right spirit. Never, never, when you're going through problems, Should you listen to a person like that? What you should do is seek godly counsel. Then number three, I said, when going through trauma, you need to stop asking God why. It's okay to tell God how you feel. But think about it for a second, because this may shock some of you, because probably for many people, their first inclination when you go through a problem is, why, God? I've dealt with people who have lost loved ones who have lost loved ones in in tragic and sudden and inexplicable ways. And yes, it's a normal question to ask why, or it would seem that way to us. But you need to understand that sometimes God's not going to tell you. And I've had to tell people that. I said, we will not know this side of heaven. To ask God why doesn't help if God is not going to tell you, and it often prolongs the, the pain. You don't really need an explanation from God as to why. What do you need from God? You need his strength. You need his grace. An explanation, if God did give you an explanation, think about it for a second. Would that that then suddenly make it, oh, okay. You know, a family member, a friend, someone you care about takes their own life. That's one of the biggest why situations that we'll ever deal with. Why? You know, is, it, is there any answer that God can give you? Yes, God is in control, and yes, it's perplexing, and yes, we'd like to know why. And I think it's very likely that we will find, find out why when God wants us to know why and when we are in heaven and our knowledge is, is, is perfect. But, you know, think about it. Would, would it. would it lessen the pain? No, the truth of the matter is, rather than needing an explanation from God as to why, what you do need from God and what he will give you is strength and support. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when going through trauma, you need to stop asking God why. Okay, now into the new material, three points. Number four, when going through trauma, instead of asking God why, I love this. Like I said, this, this, the outline of this message is not original with me. I want to be upfront and, and honest with you, you know. 
Because I'd hate for you to read one of Charles Spurgeon's messages and say, he copied that from our pastor. Our pastor preached that Sunday. And I can't believe Charles Spurgeon took that from our preacher. This didn't come from Charles Spurgeon, but the basic, the guts are mine, but the, the main points are someone else's. But they're good points, and I, I wanted to share it with you. Point number four will help you. you, you you're here with a heavy heart this morning. This point will also help you. When going through trauma, instead of asking God why, trust God in things that you do understand. Trust God for the things that you do know. Sure, there are things we don't know. And we may not know why I lost my job, why my health isn't what I would like for it to be. We may not be able to understand from God why, so trust him with what you do know. Job thirteen fifteen. though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I will maintain my own ways before him. Job determined in the end to trust God. And when you are going through trials, when you're troubled by what you don't know about God, focus on what you do know about God. That's some of the best counsel you can get if you're going through trials right now. Trust, on what, trust God for what you do know about him. What do we know about God? You know that God is in control. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. You're going through some tough times. You don't know why. What do you know? You do know that he is in control. That is comforting. You know God is intimately involved in your life, and although it's painful, he has allowed this for a reason, as was the case when this happened with Job. God allowed this for a reason. Number two, you can know God will always be with you. He hasn't abandoned you. You you may be in a deep, dark spot in your life. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with what such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know God is in control. You know that God will always be with you. You know that God loves you no matter what. He's not doing this because he hates you. You're on his bad side. Romans 8, 37, nay, in all these things, we, were, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You need to understand that while there may be some things you don't know, offset that by what you do know about God. And that can give you great comfort, great peace, and great hope. Number five, when you go through a trauma, refuse, refuse, refuse to get bitter. Job in 40, uh, chapter 42, verse number one. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Job 42, 6. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job was dealing with as heavy a burden as any human being has probably ever had to deal with. I mean, basically the loss of everything. And yet Job never got bitter. 
Someone said, the pain of trauma won't kill you, but bitterness will. You need to be reminded of that. Uh, The pain of trauma will not kill you, but bitterness can. And therefore, we go from making a bad situation worse. Bitterness can poison our souls. Hebrews 12, 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled or drawn from the faith. Some people have let a season of trauma create a lifetime of bitterness. And it may be hard to detect within your own soul, but we need to be very sensitive to that. Are you bitter? Say, well, I've gone through some tough stuff. And yes, okay. Job went through some tough stuff. And Job never got bitter. And God preserved that story through the centuries. And today in 2017 in Mayo Baptist Church and, you know, northeastern Michigan, you're hearing this story. How amazing is that? God did that to be a blessing and to encourage you. And then to encourage you not to be bitter. And then number six, another, the final practical lesson we learned from Job. When you go through trauma, face your future with courage. Face your future with courage. Chapter 42, verse number 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. You know everything, Lord. He, he, is, he is stating to the Lord, and I believe for himself, in this kind of self-talk, I I know the Lord can do this. I know the Lord can see me through. He moved forward with his life, and God blessed him. Look at Job 42, verse number 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. And I think that was the blessings of God for that man remaining faithful. Sure, he was burdened as no person could possibly be. You know, he he was just burdened as you wouldn't be. But he never cursed God. He he stayed faithful. He, He looked to God. He depended on God. He talked to God. He thought about the things of God that were good and uplifting. And the Lord blessed him. And the Lord can do that for you. There have been people that have lost everything financially and the future could, could not have looked bleaker. But in the future, the Lord blessed. There were times I've already alluded to it this morning. Early on in my ministry here, there were some tough times. There were some tough times. And yeah, I, I, w- I was tempted to throw in the towel But you keep looking at the Lord. You listen to the right people. And you stick with it. And there can't be a happier, more satisfied pastor in America, Brother Joss, than the guy you're looking at up here. And through the years, I've also 
learn to appreciate what God is doing in this little town. It is nothing short of miraculous. So I can give personal testimony. Folks, there were were times driving from the other building home, cried all the way home. And I'm not, not looking for sympathy. But, you know, I, I can give testimony. I'm just, I'm just giving testimony. And I am so glad that I stuck with it. And, and Job would tell you the same thing. So let this message, let these, these simple six points I- encourage you. The Lord, is, the Lord is, is doing something in your life. You've heard the saying, smooth seas do not make seasoned sailors. Right? The Lord wants to have at his disposal seasoned Christians who've been through the fire, who their faith has been tested. And yeah, there were shaky moments. Yeah, there may have been times when you felt like throwing in the towel, giving up. It doesn't work for me. You know, it works for you guys, fine. Y'all stay with I'm, I'm going. No, he, you've been through it. And your faith has been tested. It's been found strong. So, remember, When trauma comes, tell God how you feel. When trauma comes, be careful who you listen to. When going through trauma, you need to stop asking God why. When going through trauma, instead of asking God why, trust God in those things you do understand. When you go through trauma, refuse. Be very sensitive to the fact that you may be tempted to be bitter and tell yourself, I will not go there. I'm not going to be angry at God. I'm not going to be bitter at God. I'm not going to be bitter at, at my husband, my wife, my child, you know, the church or anybody. When you go through trauma, face your future with courage. A well-known preacher said this, talking about trauma, talking about trials, suffering. This is God's universal purpose for all Christian suffering. More contentment in God and less satisfaction in the world. You go through trauma, you go through trials, you go through troubles, suffering. You have to depend on the Lord. And you learn to depend upon the Lord. And it makes you realize this world is just a mess. And I'm going to trust in the Lord and he's going to see me through this. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Myo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.